I think Coolsville sucks. There's a wolf that's like, it's like a crescent moon, so it's like, am I a wolf? No, I got a better one. Strike that. That's fake. That's not real. Okay, here's the real beginning of the episode. Click, 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 click. You know what that is? Bones. That's all my bones clacking together because I'm a spooky skeleton man. In your skin. And we, Purely Nostalgia, the podcast, look at movies that we liked as kids with adult eyes and figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought. This is um, a spooky ghost has tampered with our Google Doc that has the text for our intro in it. And that is what that's what the intro to our show is now. Um, yeah, it was uh, the 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 letters were invisible. Yeah, because of because of ghosts. So, and now, now they're not. If you want to know what our show is about, click a different episode and listen to the beginning where I say the real intro. But my name is Eli mm-hmm. Shap Smith, and I'm the greatest good you're ever gonna get. And my name is Clint Jazz Hands Page, and I am what the French call spooky. Do they spooky scary? Yeah, yes. The French, they those French look at me and say. That is spooky man. I like so that's me. I like when you say something other than less incompetent because I always every single time I just go, do they? And mm. then and that is good content for the listeners' ears. They like it when I do that. The French have a lot of sayings for me and less incompetent is number one. They always let me know. Oh. But uh yeah, I'm I'm figuring out new ones every day. Whenever French people see me they say, You're good at what you do. Um Oh, <laughs> Um, well, it is Nostalgia Ween here on the podcast, which is, um, what some people call spooky season, but we call it Nostalgia Ween. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not Reformation Day yet, but it will be. It will be eventually. We don't yeah. celebrate Halloween and we don't celebrate Reformation Day. We celebrate Nostalgia Ween, which is kind of a combination of the two, if you think about it. Yeah. I, so... In Cleveland, which is where I live, please don't dox me. Um, there is a Starbucks on a on a road. Hold on, and, excuse me. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, go on. Thank you. So there is a Starbucks on a road, and every year around Halloween, they put up this glowing sign of this woman holding a cane. It's about. 20 feet tall and it says tall betsy has returned and oh that's not a scream that's a burp (laughs) (laughs) um tall betsy has returned and today they finally released tall betsy from her tomb yes Um, can i i'm on tall betsy's wikipedia page um can i tell you yeah tell me everything about tall betsy Okay, this is her entry. Tall Betsy is a cultural Halloween icon located in Bradley County. Uh, Tall Betsy was declared the official goblin of Cleveland. (laughs) (laughs) We do stand. We're wishing a hearty congratulations. But it gets better. Okay. It gets better. Um, Tall Betsy was founded and created by Alan Jones, a Cleveland, Tennessee entrepreneur who also later went on to create Check in the Cash. <laughs> so what is Tall Betsy? Tall Betsy, Tall Betsy is the official goblin of well, Cleveland. Well, I got that part, but what is she? She is a tall woman with a cane and a black robe, and she has like a, a ghost face. Is she like um, a real person? No, or like I don't a think statue? so. I I don't think so. So she's just like a legend. Like people say, sometimes Tall Betsy comes out and she'll eat your kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like don't go in the graveyard because Tall Betsy's here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a little hot on the buttons today. But uh, there's a uh, a graveyard around here, and they'll have a lady that is tall. And will she'll walk around the graveyard like around Halloween, and people will be like, "I saw, saw I saw Tall Betsy." 
I've been trying to find the scream button this whole time. Found it. So when Tall Betsy first made her appearance, uh, it was a 2005 block party. Oh, no, this was for Tall Betsy's 25th anniversary. Mm. Uh, I'm going to read you about the block party. Okay. This isn't in our notes, so I'm sorry. But the block party drew the largest crowd in the history's event. Jones, Alan Jones, who cr- organized the event. What year was uh, this ar- block party? 2005. Okay. Uh, Jones arranged for nationally recognized celebrities, such as the cast of Leave It to Beaver, to entertain at the event. <laughs> Wait, the the cast of Leave It to Beaver in 2005? Yeah. Um, I'm Googling official goblin of Knoxville. Oh, do y'all have an official goblin? I don't know. I don't see anything. Nothing. Oh, yeah, I found oh. it. It's <laughs> Her name is Short Tina. And, really? Yeah. She's just a really short lady. She wears a white robe, and she has a walker. (laughs) She doesn't have a cane. She has a walker. she has a walker. She's a little worse off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to Google the official goblin of Chattanooga. Okay. Oh, it's Petite Linda. She's fully nude, and she rides a rascal scooter. Okay. I'm going to Google the official goblin of Washington, Mm D.C. Oh, oh, gosh, it's true. And it says, I checked on my water. And it says the freaking Cheeto man in the white box. Uh, <laughs> so I choked on my water because I realized that that's what you were going to say. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, man. So it's I, Halloween, baby. I hope you're happen. adequately spooked here on Nostalgia Ween. It's not Halloween. Please take that back. Yeah, you're right. It's I'm sorry. Nostalgia-ween, which is like Halloween, but it's where you think about what Halloween was like when you were younger and Halloween had not gotten depressing yet. Mm. What makes Halloween depressing? I don't know. I yep. just feel like as an adult, it's like, oh, goodness, I got to figure out if I'm going to do something for Halloween this year. And this it's a year, bit of it's an like, obligation. This year, it's like, I've got to dress up and sit in my home. <laughs> <laughs> You and I can have a Zoom party, Elisha. We could have a Zoom party. That could I could dress up as short Tina, and you could dress up as tall. What was her name? Tall Tina. Tall, tall, tall Betsy. Tall Betsy. Sorry. Yeah, that was very disrespectful of me to forget her name. Mm. Once the whole shark pandemic is over, um, mm. I will be exclusively. <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Once the whole shark pandemic is over, I will exclusively. Go on. I will exclusively be dressing as Tall Betsy. Okay. Yeah, that's good. What's What's new in your life? <laughs> what's new in your life, bud? You I got asked a new you affectation? first. I asked you first. Oh man, I I mean I feel like I can't say it first because what's new in my life was is consistently what's new in your life <laughs> that, first. That is very true. There's a pattern of our lives where I do something. And then Clint goes, you know what? I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, I, I enjoy your affectations. Yeah. What are some things that that has been the case for? I think the most notorious to the show is denim jackets. Uh, yeah. I decided Which, maybe a year and a half ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wearing a denim jacket. And then all of a sudden, boom, like two weeks later, Clint's like, I got yep. one, too. And I'm also going to wear a denim jacket. And you became I, the I denim mean, jacket guy at your office, right? Yes, I did. And I feel like, though... I, I I feel like I'm not a denim jacket poser, you know, like if it was inside of me the whole time, but you just helped me unlock it. Sure. The same goes for glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wore glasses, what, like all of your life pretty I, much? I got them in eighth grade, so before I okay. knew you. Yes. And then in 12th grade, I freaking got glasses, mm-hmm. and now I wear glasses. Um, for a while, I was a bearded boy, but true. I did shave. So. You, did. you did that after me. You started a podcast after me mm-hmm. because right. my original podcast was called The Magic School Busters with our friend Mark. It mm-hmm. was a big hit. We had to cancel it because it had too many people listening to it. Yep. Um, they said it broke the podcast feeds. Right. Everyone was like, it's too funny and educational. So we had it's to stop. It's too good. And, yeah. And then Clint was like, let's start a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I did say that. Mm-hmm. I got into Taco Bell after you. Is that true? That makes me happy to hear. Well, I definitely um, I definitely made it a part of myself to do it 
for every senior lunch in high school because I was like, Elisha and his friends did it, and mm-hmm. they seem like they're having a good time, so I'm going to do it too. That's clever. That's cute. Yeah, we would, we would always go to senior lunch. I don't know if that's a universal thing. Senior lunch at our school was like oh, yeah. on, like is it one or two days a week? Uh, it was two days a week. Two days a week, you the seniors can just go where they want for lunch. But it's like you have 25 minutes before you mm-hmm. need to be back in class. So it's really not enough time for much other than Taco Bell, which was right across the street from our school. Yeah, why wouldn't you go to Taco Bell? No, why wouldn't you? Well, the, la- the latest thing that you have uh, stolen from me is I recently purchased a longboard kind of on a whim. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Um, I need a new outdoor hobby. Uh, thought this was going to be the year I learned to surf, and I kind of did. But I was like, you know what? I need a board that I can ride in the cold because I don't have a wetsuit, and I don't have money for a wetsuit. So I bought a longboard, yeah. and I text Clint about it, sent him a picture, was telling him how much fun it was. And, like, the next day, Clint's like, I'm getting one, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> let's let's clarify. I said... I think I want a longboard because you were telling me about your experiences Mm -hmm. and I was like, dang, that sounds fun. And I I told you that I was like, that sounds fun. And you said you should get one too. I did, but it's funnier if it seems like you just copied me. Yeah. Well, I haven't bought it yet. Um, it's, it, it, it is in my cart on Amazon and I emailed you a link to the one that I emailed me. What are we? 75. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I was already on my computer, so. Oh, I forget I that not everyone has a Mac where they can just text things from Send their computer. An email. Oh, yeah. I see. I'm looking at it now. It's a good, yeah, I like it. I like this one. It's a good look. It's yeah. got a, a blank bottom where you could kind of, are you going to paint something on the bottom? I am going to paint something on the bottom. What yeah. are you going to paint on there? I don't know yet. Um, I might do a bear because I like bears. Bears are cool. Um. I might do something kind of woodsy. I might wood burn it, but I'm worried that that might ruin the integrity of the board. Yeah, do some um, research about that first. I don't know what that would do to it. I feel like if you yeah. don't like push down super hard, it would probably be okay. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, and maybe everyone, on, like, everyone the top. has stopped listening to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I don't know what to do on the top. I'll probably just leave it black. But um, yeah, I don't yeah, think you do anything to the top. It's just it's, yeah. it's classy. But um, we will, we you and I will longboard together. We will, and we might love it so much that we say, hey, this is now a longboarding podcast. And we're going to be yeah, like, we're going to get on every two weeks and we're like, hey, what was your, what's your latest shredding gnar adventure? <laughs> oh, Gross. man. Do people say that? <laughs> I went seven miles an hour down my driveway. Wow. <laughs> Great job. Um, whenever I told my wife about this, um, the first thing that she said was good luck <laughs> and uh the second thing she said was why are you doing this you made fun of those people in college yeah i did and, too yeah i did mm-hmm. and i think that it's because you know they knew they were longboarding you yeah. know it was I, an attitude thing it does not make me look cool to ride a longboard in my neighborhood because i am yeah. like uh a a guy a bearded dude that's just like bad at longboarding like it's not a power move for me i am fully sure. embarrassed to be riding around but it's fun and yeah, i enjoy and it i i have to park like a mile from down the road from my office and so you better believe i'm going to use it for transportation from the parking oh, garage to my office be so cool i know they're right? gonna fire you because you're gonna be overqualified in coolness you know, I was thinking about this, and have you? I've, I've thought this about myself. If people didn't know you, I'm willing to bet that they think that you smoked marijuana. <laughs> You've told me this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like that's and the longboard just reinforces too, it increasingly. Yeah, I've never smoked. Yeah. I've never taken a puff of that horrible lettuce in my life. But that dank lettuce. Yeah, well, what I said was better because people have said dank lettuce, so I said horrible yeah. lettuce, which is funny. And everyone's clapping now. Okay, I'm gonna stop doing that. Um, but you know <laughs> it what? Goes on for too long. <laughs> Speaking of being cool, ah, I think we might get so cool when we get our longboards that we have to move to Coolsville. Good. C- congrats. That was so randomonious. It is so hard for me not to hit the applause button again, but I'm not going to. <laughs> they can be like 
a couple feet away. Okay, I just threw it across the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not using it anymore in this episode. Uh, so yeah, Coolsville is a city where all the cool people live, and it happens to be where the movie that we're talking about in this episode is set, which mm-hmm. is a movie called Scooby Two. Yep. yep, it should have been. Hey, you know what? It should have been Scooby Two Monsters Unleashed, but it's called Scooby Doo yeah. Two Monsters Unleashed. Yep. Uh, we talked about Scooby Doo in our last episode, so if you haven't listened to that, check it out. Um, this is the second one. This is the second live action Scooby Doo movie. The gang is back. This time yep. they're in Coolsville. Um, they could they could call this Scooby Doo Homecoming, and then the the first one could be called Scooby Doo Far From Home because they're on yeah. Spooky Island. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and this title of the movie is very literal because one could say that these monsters were indeed unleashed. Right. That's kind of the whole deal. Is 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 the monsters? They are not on the leash in this one. They're kind of running all over the place and causing yeah. general havoc. They have been removed from the leash. They have been unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, Clinton? Yes. Why don't you tell me about your personal experience with the movie Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed? When did Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed come out? It came out in a little to... year called 2004. 2004, yes. right. So I was in uh, elementary school. Um, like the first one, I can't fully remember uh, if I saw it in theaters. But um, we, we've talked about this. I wouldn't call it a phenomenon. It's more of just a trend. When you're a kid mm-hmm. and you liked something, and then they're like, here it is again. You're like, this is <laughs> this is art. This more, is great. More of the thing? More, <laughs> yeah, more please. Right. Uh, and so... Um, you know, I remember seeing this movie a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. um, as a kid. We owned it on DVD. It was one of the staples that we would, you know, watch going down to Florida. I feel like I've said that for every movie, and it's probably true. You know, it was probably true at some point in my life that it was in the rotation. I feel like you guys had um, a, solid, a solid movie collection in your, your We had a lot. Box. Well, what would happen is that more often than not— we, you know, with, with VHS tapes, if they were, like, paused mid-tape, it could ruin them, or it would be hard to, like, pick up where you left off. Yeah. And so if we would stop on our way down to Florida while watching a movie, um, we would just restart a new one. And so we never really got through a bunch of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we would, just, we would just do that the whole time. But, yeah, um, I remember, of course, as a kid, loving the fact that these these dank monsters. I'm going to be using that word now because I ride fine. a longboard. Um, but these dank monsters were real, and we got to see them in live action. Hold on, I, I just want to was... acknowledge that you said because I ride a longboard. When in reality, what has happened is you have thought about purchasing <laughs> a longboard. Well, by the time this comes out, I might be riding a longboard. It, it could be. It could be true. Anyway, sorry. Um, go on. But yeah, I just thought it was so dank that these dank <laughs> monsters um, were real, and you got to see them, and they they had some fun. So, what about you? Oh, and they did, uh, this movie confused me <laughs> sexually as a kid. Uh, anyway, um, you know, what about you? Okay, so I also thought it was dank that the monsters were having a good time. Um, so I watched, hmm... The gang's all here. I don't have a specific memory of seeing this in the theater, um, but I'm pretty sure that I did because I have definitely seen it more than once. Um, and I feel like it was one of those that would play on like Cartoon Network a lot, like I yeah. probably said about the first one. So I've, I've probably seen like snippets of it here and there just through it coming on TV because like, I, watched, I watched like Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon like probably to to an older age than most kids did like I would how old up, were you how old was i when i stopped watching those yeah i don't know i mean like definitely like through high school i feel like oh uh, um but it wasn't like it wasn't like every day i'd come home and just sit in front of the tv but like i remember like enjoying i mean i like when adventure time first came out like i was still like generally aware of like what was going on on cartoon network so, yeah, that was in high school. Um, what year was Adventure Time? 
2010, so high school, yeah. Um, but, so yeah, I've seen this movie more than once. Um, I didn't really remember what I thought about the movie. I remembered having a favorable opinion of the first one before going into it. Um, but I couldn't really remember what I thought of this one. Um, and honestly, I think in my memory, these two movies were largely conflated. Like, I couldn't really remember what which mm. parts of each movie were in each movie. Like, I just think of them both as the Scooby-Doo movie. Um, so it's been interesting rewatching them and seeing, oh, no, these are two different movies. Uh, so, yeah, that's my personal experience with it. I don't have, like, a strong connection with it, but I have seen it more than once. And well, good. I guess now we have to get into what we thought of it upon rewatching it with yes. our adult eyes. Yeah, and you just for history here love the first one. Yeah, I would say loved is a strong word. I liked it though for sure. I think I loved you, it yeah. compared to you. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. But you 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 had a little bit of a crush on it. I, yeah, I had a crush on it. I wouldn't say it was love. Um, Just puppy love. I maybe even had Scooby a... Scooby love. Mid to short term relationship with it. Um, mm. But this one, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I maybe had like... I maybe had a crush on this one for about 10 seconds. Okay. And then I went, mm, no, I can do better. Which uh, 10 seconds of the movie did you like? Well, that's a figurative... 10 seconds I mean really I think like the first like 20 minutes of the movie I was pretty much enjoying because I was enjoying the fact that like oh we're back in Coolsville like this is a Coolsville movie it's more like classic Scooby Um, and then the movie went on and I didn't really enjoy it Um, this is a 4 out of 10 movie for me yeah I I gave it I what did I give it I gave it a 3 out of 10 Um, so did you did Are you I? doing math wrong like you did last time? I can't remember. What did I give this thing? Because <laughs> at first you gave it two stars on Letterboxd, and I texted you, and I said, you liked this one better than the first one? And you said, oh, I meant to say one. That's right. I did give it a one. I couldn't remember. So, so I gave it a two out of ten. Two out of ten movie for you. Yes. Uh, so you liked this one uh, doubly as much as I did, but you know that's <laughs> yeah. fine. I mean, I think that's mainly just because I had more love for the first one than you did. Yep. Um, and so I, I like these versions of these characters for the most part, but I don't think yeah. this is a good movie by any means. I mean, if the if these movies were ever remade, I mean, the, the people, the characters are older, obviously, but they are the best iterations of yeah. these characters in I was actually that could ever exist. <laughs> I was actually thinking I'd love to see a Scooby-Doo 3 that's like them older Mm -hmm. but the only problem is scooby would be dead right oh yes i mean (laughs) they would they would have another scooby even though this movie was 16 years ago i think you could believably say like oh let's say it was 10 years ago in movie time how old would scooby do be in those uh how old is he in this movie we well we googled it last time and he is seven okay and that's probably in the show and these movies yes. take place like a couple years after the show, so he would be mm-hmm. dead or die. He would, yes, or just very old. I mean, yeah, we can we can agree that he is not a normal dog. Right. So, or they could do the Wet Hot American Summer thing and just like make them playing the same characters at the same age, and they just look That's old. True. It's funny. <laughs> they just look really old. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, anyone can agree that these the the actors. Um, are the best choices out there for this. I don't know if anyone can agree on that. People might not like them, but I like them. We agree on That's that. That's silly. I mean, they, they are great. They I are read great. reviews when we were, I was preparing for a segment. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I read Jeez. reviews, so I know things. Who um, you? What was the... I can't remember her name. She was in Clueless. She was in this movie? Oh, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Yes, Alicia Silverstone. Yeah. I, there is a part in the movie where she is like arguing with Daphne... And I couldn't find any, um, you know, any intel on this. But I, I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if she like auditioned for Daphne, mm-hmm. and this was they were like, oh, we like her, but we'll save her for something different because she would have been good in the role. Yeah, I could see that being the case. Like she auditioned in the first one, and they brought her back for this one. She yeah. she could have been good. Um, she's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, Sarah Michelle Gellar's better. Is iconic. Say, but yeah, iconic. We slay Queen. I mean, she slays Queen. <laughs> she, <laughs> she stands and we slay yes. Queen. Yes. Stan Queens. We slay a legend. Um, <laughs> so before yeah. we talk about this movie in greater depth, I think we're going to need a 10,000-foot view. Good. Uh, it really sucks that you threw your button across the room. I know. I've sad about that. I think my favorite thing that happens on this show is when I do a dumb joke and you go, good. <laughs> good, good. Uh, while I am... I, I pontificating feel free to run across the room and get your okay get i will your i need it um so the gang's all back here guys the gang's back and uh they're in coolsville and they're basically local celebrities uh they're worshipped and there's a museum dedicated to their honor uh with the costumes of uh the ghosts and the goblins and the tall betsies that they arrested and ah oh, that should have been an episode where scooby-doo fights tall betsy that should have been. Um, yeah, oh well. But anyway, uh, once you know, uh-oh, uh-oh, the monsters are real, and all the 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 costumes are being kidnapped, and they're being turned into real monsters. I'm glad that the button's back. Yes. Um, the So someone, a masked man, that says that he is going to unmask Scooby-Doo, unmask the, the mystery ink gang, uh, is turning the monsters into real monsters with science, I mm. believe. Yeah, well, he uses uh, monster goo. Yeah, mon- well, randomonium, yes. uh, I believe is what it's called. Yes. Um, and they're like, oh, geez, we got to solve this one. And then they, they, they try to solve it. And Alicia Silverstone's character is a, a news reporter, and she's like, clearly got it out for them. Mm-hmm. But when you know, uh, she's a man, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, the guy that was the pterodactyl ghost all along. Tim Blake and Nelson himself. Tim Blake Nelson, yes, that's true. I have a uh, a picture of Tim Blake Nelson on my wall in my office, actually. Now, why is but, that? Well, it's the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou album. Oh, and okay. he's on it. I, thought, so. I wish it was just a headshot of him. <laughs> of Tim Blake Nelson? Mm-hmm. I should. Just as funsies. Mm-hmm. Now you know what to get for my birthday. But, um, which is coming up next Monday, by the way. Wink, oh, I'm wink. aware. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, the gang solves it and, you know, they're, they're all at first just like, ah, darn, I have no place here. And then they realize at the end, I have a place here. Hooray. Um, and then they're done and the mystery is solved. The yeah. end. Bye-bye. Oh, and then Ruben stuttered. Yes, Ruben Stuttered puts on a show for everybody. I can't remember. Is the Ruben Stutter thing a plot point, or does he just show up? No, he just shows up at the end, because I think he just won American Idol. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, they recreate the scene from earlier where they have a fun party and Scooby's wearing an afro, but this time yes. they're all having a good time. Um, why Why is Ruben Stuttered the winner of American Idol when he is obviously a great singer, but he's not like a uniquely amazing singer. Um, I think you could honestly say that about most American Idol winners. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I remember my brother idolized Ruben Stutter. He loved him so much. Really? We would, we would, so <laughs> my brother had a pool table in his room. Um, he wanted wow. a pool table so bad that he, my parents got rid of his bed, put a pool table in there mm-hmm. and he had a futon in there. It was a very uncomfortable futon because it was, it would fit in there with the pool table, but a bed wouldn't fit in there. And we would play pool while listening to Ruben stuttered in his room. And that is a childhood memory that I have. That's very cool. And very sweet. It's very cool. Um, and everyone is now respecting clapping. me. No, <laughs> they're not clapping. They're just like gasping Good. out of respect. They're like, Whoa, this guy doesn't mess around. Yeah, but um, uh, that is the movie. Yeah, so um, this. So I mentioned earlier, what I do like about this movie. We'll start with the positives. Mm, um, sure, I like that it's more of a classic Scooby tale. I like that it starts with the gang all together solving mysteries in Coolsville. They're in Coolsville for the whole movie, right? I yep, don't think they I leave. Don't believe they leave. Yeah, um, and they're just like. And, like, some of the monsters that come back, I don't think all of them, and if I was a good podcaster, I would have done better research about this, but some of the monsters that come back are monsters that they, like, uh, unmask in the show, right? No, all of them are. Are they all? Yes, all of them are. I, I, I looked it up. The one, because the puke 
guy monster. He is very similar to the Creeper, but he's not the Creeper. Yeah, they call him this like a zombie, but yeah, I think he's supposed to be the Creeper. Is he? Because the Creeper has hair, he, and oh, he looks well. different. The Creeper looks yeah. more like the Incredible Hulk if he was more lopsided and had like a suit on, yeah. I think. Yeah, the, the Tar Monster is from the show. Yes. Uh, Minor 49er is, I can remember. Minor 49er rules. That's a cool design. He is a very cool design. I don't think he spits fire in the show. Probably not. Um, okay, I'm the, looking at him in the show now. He looks way more boring. <laughs> Captain Cutler, I think, is real. Oh, Captain Cutler. I remember the Captain Cutler episode. That was one that I had on VHS. Um, yeah. He's the diver man, yes. Correct. Um, and then the Black Knight, I'm sure, was. I mean, that's an easy one, right? Minor 49er looks so lame in the show. Um, I'm just really confused about this, the the puke monster guy. Is yeah. Is he supposed to be the creeper? I don't know. I, I mean, we can we have the power of the, the zombie. Okay, so he's called the zombie. You're right. Scooby Doo the zombie. The zombie. I mean, I maybe I could be wrong. Oh no, no you're he not. Because that's what. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is in the show, and he is. He looks mostly like he does in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, I just thought he was the creeper. I feel like they basically. Man, the creeper is a cool Scooby Doo villain. He should have been in this movie. You seen this yeah, creeper? Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Um, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. He's so cool. He's like a scary Hulk. But he's he's like creeper. Yes. Remember, right? Oh man, he's so cool. The creeper. If if the creeper ever wants to, sh- to show up on our podcast, we will fit you in. Even if it's an episode that has nothing to do with Scooby Doo, we will make it work. Yep. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, I feel like that was a missed opportunity because he's fairly iconic. He's but, so cool. Yeah. He's such a cool guy. Yeah, uh, I'm probably. He's just out. he's just a man with uh, a hunchback. He's probably <laughs> like a monster. Dark stuff in his past, and I'm gonna regret saying that on our podcast. But yeah, that's true. He is a villain, so that's okay. Um, so as you who dislike this movie even more than me, mm. um, do you have any positive things to say about this movie? I mean, we talked about the cast, right? Um, yeah, you like them. We've established. Yeah, that. they're they're good. I. No, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you really didn't like this movie. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Lillard is good. That still falls under the last thing that you said. Yeah, I did say that. Let Uh, me ask you this. Did you like the the line, who's your mommy? I liked the line, who's your mommy? Yes. Um, Uh, Which was apparently improvised by Linda Cardellini. Yeah. I don't know why they kept it in. (laughs) I think it's funny. It is kind uh, of funny, but it's unsettling. I don't necessarily like it. Um, I mean, I th- unfortunately, I think now we've kind of moved past the good, right? Yeah, I don't know that there's much more good to say. I mean, I, I think that there uh, there's some fun hijinks in this movie. I like that it's a Coolsville movie. Some of the monster designs are kind of cool, I guess. Like, I think yeah, the minor 49er cool. looks cool. Um, I like that they use some practical effects. However... Most of the practical effects are not very good. <laughs> like, I like, like that they use them, but they're not good. Um, like the zombie. I think the zombie looks really bad. Yeah, he does. Like, it's I mean, a, it's a cool tell. character design, but it's very poorly executed. You can tell that like he's wearing gloves, like overly yeah. sized gloves. And then all the practical effects that could be kind of cool otherwise are like augmented with CGI. Like they have like a spooky green mm-hmm. glow, which I think takes away from some of it. It so. does. Um, yeah, I kind of like the score of both of these movies. It's kind of fun, like a, a vaguely reminiscent of the Scooby Doo theme song, but not exactly the same. It's kind of fun, spoop, spoopy. Um, they they have some interesting needle drops. Yes, uh, remind me what they are. There's a Bowling for uh, Soup song, which I wrote down the lyrics alive. of the song. Um, <laughs> toward the end, there's a Bowling for Soup song. Here's all of the lyrics. They just repeat this over and over. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Everybody's yep. going to get down. Let's go. That's when they're like back at the the thing, right? Yes. Back at their cabin. Yeah. Um and that's Here it. we go. Yeah. And it's it's literally that over and over. Uh but yeah. we love bowling for soup. Mm. 
Um, and they play uh, Dead or Alive. Yes. So that's cool. When he gets on the motorcycle on a steel horse he rides, it's pretty cute. Yep. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, Deadliest Catch. Um, yeah, and that's that's really all that I can... Th- I mean, they have Ruben. They have yeah. Ruben Stuttered. Speaking of the needle drops, this movie kind of made me realize that... like, I, I've always found it hard to characterize the 2000s, you know? Yes. Um, because I think we're not distanced from it yet, where it's easy to, like, you know, when you think of, like, the 80s or the 50s or whatever, it's very easy to, like, picture a caricature of that. But I now realize that that like pop punk music that you hear throughout this movie a lot is so 2000s. And that was very, very much my childhood. And I have some yeah. nostalgia for that. Oh, you do? Well, that's good. I'm yeah. glad you're on this podcast. But Thank um, you. What, uh, what's some stinky stuff? Can you do a stinky noise? So, yeah, I'll do a stinky noise. Um, don't get fooled into thinking that we're about to do sinful moments. But yeah, that's not. True. That's just a stinky poot. <laughs> a stinky poot. Yeah. Um, some stinky stuff. Why don't you start with some stinky stuff? Yeah. Um, a lot of farts. Might... Sorry, I know it, I queued it... you up to talk, but then I realized that the stinkiest <laughs> thing of all is farts, and they're all over this movie. Yeah, I mean, I I think that if you boil it down, it's like the producers of this movie uh, were like, "What did y'all not like about the first one?" All right, cool. Well, that's all that's going to happen in this one. You know, like the weird sexuality, the dumb childish, he's right behind me, isn't he, humor. You know, it's turned up to an 11. Yeah. Um, Speaking of sexuality, I feel like you yes. mentioned something earlier about how oh, it confused sure. you, and you need to talk about that. Yeah, sure. Um, we're not moving on from Velma, but... The part where, and I'm, you know, I'm trying to teeter on not trying to sound insensitive, but the part where Shaggy, in his words, has the body of a chick, Mm -hmm. um, confused me very much as a kid. (laughs) Because you said that is not Shaggy's body. Well, it was like, as a young adult, it was like, you know, neck down, auga, humana, humana. And then <laughs> at, at the head. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, or the neck up, it's like, oh, no, it's Matthew Lillard. Uh, yeah, I don't but, like that. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and I don't like how, like, you can tell that whoever the female actor that they got to play right. that role, they told her to, like, really ham it up. Like, make sure you're yeah. walking really female. <laughs> Be, uh, you are a woman. Show us what you got. And it's lady. also like just not rendered very well. Like his no, head looks not. like it's floating on that body, so it's really bad. Uh, yeah, it's like kind of a delay when she moves back and forth. Yeah. I wasn't sure if yeah. that would be the thing that you're referring to or Velma's makeover. <laughs> no, I mean Velma's makeover is it d- did the job that it was intended to. Um, when I was a kid. I mean, I'll just say it. I'm a Velma fan. I think she's great. I wish she yeah. would be herself, but I really like yeah. her in these movies, and I would I would go on a date with her. I really liked that underneath her leather attire, she was wearing her turtleneck. That was pretty funny when she unzips and the turtleneck is right under it. Yeah, I was a little confused because you see her like look down and reach up for the zipper, and I was like, wait, what? And then it's you know a turtleneck, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, she... And uh, what's his name? Seth Green. Gr- Seth Green had no business getting together at the end. So, yeah, let's talk about that because I was thoroughly confused by Seth Green's character. Um, mm-hmm. So they set you up. They set him up at the beginning as like her crush, which is fine. I mean, the, the yeah, same character is kind of in the first movie. Um, yeah, I guess that it didn't work out between them. Um, <laughs> and then he starts seeming kind of sketchy and you're like, oh, I guess he's the bad guy. And then at the end, when she's hanging off that ledge and he's like, trust me, and he pulls her up. Um, I was fully like, wow, they had me convinced that he was the bad guy in that moment. And then sure. he pushed her off and I was like, oh, wow, they had me convinced there, too. I guess he really is a bad guy. And then at the end, he is well, not... Well, he pushed her out of the way. So I totally missed that. I really was so confused at the end when he turned when they got together. Because I was like, wait, but he pushed her. Oh, you missed that part? Yeah, I really thought that he was pushing her because he was like trying to kill her. 
Oh no, he pushed her out of the way, and the, the t- because the pterodactyl ghost was coming for him. See, that makes sense, and I'm stupid. Yeah, you, do you? Uh, are you recanting your criticism of Seth Green now? No, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it made no sense because he is like certifiably insane. Yes. Like he goes down to the dock and is like he takes his glasses off and he's like now I'm a bad guy, um, and then at the end he's like no I'm actually just frustrated and so that's that's the that's the end and then they get together. Yeah, um, yeah I was just frustrated. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but in I was doing some research on this and originally in the script, mm. um. Currently, like like how it is currently for Velma, uh, she was supposed to be a member of the LGBT community. Oh, who was? Velma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's not surprising. So yeah. I wonder what I made mean, them change that. I mean, yeah, every youth group would boycott this right. film. <laughs> right. That was, that was the case. Uh, I mean, that happened with freaking Evan Almighty, you know, when it came out. Youth groups were like, not for me. Wait, um, excuse me? Yeah. I can remember like Explain yourself. You you remember Evan on my I remember that movie, yeah. Why yeah, were they boycotting? Churches were very upset about it. Because it was like disrespectful to Noah. Well, because they're like, God said there wouldn't be another flood. And oh. look at this. And then, you know, if they had just freaking watched the movie. Yeah, I was realize. like, I've seen that movie and I feel like it has a pretty sweet message. Like <laughs> I it feel has, like Christians it has should fairly, be on board with that movie. It has a fairly I wouldn't say biblical message, but a message that Christians can get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike Scooby-Doo. What a crazy Um, world we live in. Yeah. In these times now more than ever. (laughs) Unprecedented. Um, (laughs) Unprecedented times now more than ever. uh, Yeah. uh, Did not. I thought it was dumb. Just kind of what they were trying to do with Velma's character. And yeah, it didn't make sense. All things said and done, I think that the Mystery Inc. gang kind of needs, like, group therapy because they always seem to have some sort of belonging identity crisis. Here's the thing. Uh, I don't I don't think these people are friends. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't think uh, they're friends elaborate. with each other at all. Yeah. They're not good friends if they are friends. I think Shaggy and Scooby are friends with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's always a moment at the end of these movies where they, like, put their hands in the middle and they're like, we're going to work together. But they're not friends. <laughs> I don't think they really care about each other's lives outside of solving mysteries. Sure. Um, I mean, Shag or Velma, or what's her name? Daphne and Fred are Yeah, they item. are dating, but... Yeah. And as a kid, I don't know if you were this way, um, you were like, oh, well, Daphne and Fred are together. I... I guess that means that Velma and Shaggy are together too, but right, they right, right. never do that. Yeah, I remember an episode of the show where they were at a dance and Velma, or Velma and Shaggy danced together, and Fred and Daphne danced together. So I thought that meant that Velma and Shaggy were a couple, but actually it was just because these two are nerds and the other two yeah. are hot. <laughs> That's right. They they have to be with each other. Yes. O- okay. Can we talk about the Spider Man esque? title sequence yeah that's the yeah it was very sam raimi-esque yes it felt very much like a sam raimi spider-man movie and it's like it's just like flying through a city skyline with like oh 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 music you know yep that like might (laughs) as well be um danny elfman but it's not danny elfman uh yeah yeah, that's really. I guess that's all I have to say about that. But it's a pterodactyl well, flying. I was I was kind of confused. Uh, well, not necessarily confused. More more or less intrigued by this. But you know, the soundtrack was very just like women going ha. Yes. You know the whole time. It's a choir. and that just made me think like, who who is recording this? You know who who is being earmarked for this movie? It's like we just need some melodic noises coming from women for well, this one, folks. Well, it was Thelma and Daphne, I think. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, one thing that you, you were talking about movies characterized by this, and I feel like this is common for kids' movies of this era, is to either end or have it in the middle, and this movie had it both ways, some sort of dance sequence. And uh, Yes, it's it, it has to happen in the 2000s. 
Yeah, because it's very silly to watch people dance. Um, and this movie had it twice. They had it at the beginning, or in the middle and at the end. And is it in the same room both times? It's in the same room where the villains, who should, by all accounts, still hate the Mystery Inc. gang, if not now more than ever in these unprecedented times, right. hate them even more. But now they're all now they're cool with them. Brought together by the power of Ruben Stuttered. Yes. I don't think there's a star, a musician that you could put in your movie that would date your movie more than putting Ruben Stuttered in your movie. Yeah. And the fact that Scooby said, take it, Ruben, was like, <laughs> all right. Rick is Ruben? Yeah, um, pretty much. That was good. Thank you. Uh, in the, the first dance sequence, I actually had one lol mm. moment in this movie. I can tell you what it was. Uh, uh, it's in the dance sequence. It is. It's at the very end of it when the music stops, and Scooby and his little afro outfit. Well, he's he's had his afro removed, I think, at that point, revealing that he's a dog. And the music stops, and everyone's quiet, and you just hear Scooby going, "Thank you for letting me be myself." And I thought that was funny for some reason. Good, good. You and the kids would have laughed at that one. It was uh, funny because he was singing that song, and he's a dog. It was it was funny. I found it interesting that like this gang of thieves who served time whenever they the Shaggy out and Scooby had themselves outed were just like let him fall down the trash and then they did and they're like and stay out. Yeah. It's like no, they should have killed them. Um I got a question. What you think about these little skeleton guys? Stupid. Hated them. Stupid and inferior to the skeleton guys from Spy Kids 2. Yes, even, yes. Even though why, the CGI was better. Why did they have one eye? Stupid. Yeah, not enough eyes. So, one thing that I wanted, I thought maybe you would like, and maybe you didn't, just didn't mention it, mm. is that in the first one, you're like, I just wish that the monsters were, like, made by science. And then, in this one, they were made by science. Hmm. Um, yeah. They were animated from a costume and then turned alive so did you I like guess that? so i mean i i still think it really ends up just being the monsters are real i mean but i guess I mean, yeah kinda. they're costumes that are animated with magical goop um yeah. randomonium. randomonium yeah i like that i guess it's fine um it's not like actual voodoo or whatever so that's good yeah um i i think the mask reveal at the end is weaker than scrappy um, yes, because I don't. I don't know where you, don't you go care from about there. this character, right? I did. I mean, it was okay. Like it's kind of like it because it ends up being the news anchor who is yeah. also Tim Blake Nelson, which are those are the two most obvious characters that the bad guy could be. But the twist, I guess, is it's both of them because Tim Blake Nelson is this news anchor woman. Yes, correct. Uh, it's fine, I guess. I don't know. You can't top Scrappy Doo though. No, I agree. I think that, yeah. I mean, you only get like a little bit of Tim Blake Nelson's character, and then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, but, but you he, he's Tim have... Blake Nelson, so like you know he's going to be more than just that one scene. Right, of like, course. Tim Blake Nelson is a two to three scene man, you know? <laughs> yeah, he has his minimums. <laughs> um, he's not in less than two scenes, but he's not in more than three. Yeah, uh, you know, thinking about... I guess the bones of this movie, and I don't mean spooky skeletons. You are talking about these spooky skeletons? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, not them. I like the concept of this movie a lot. Uh, That sounded gross. What were you doing? I was doing clicky-clacky bones. Oh, good. Explain to me what is the concept that you like, because that surprises me to hear you say that. I guess the concept of, oh, here are these monsters that you all kind of remember and they, I mean, this movie kind of acts in acknowledgement that the TV show happened, but it was all real, you know? Um, and yeah. then these monsters done get turned real. And that's, I guess, the, the the bones of this that I like, is that the monsters are turned real, and then they have to defeat the monsters. Because I think the most fun were, like, the ensemble of monster characters, because while they were CGI, they actually kind of had some personality to them. Um, yeah, and I think, you know what, now that I think about it, I think the perfect Scooby-Doo movie would be a combination between this one and the first one, where it is mm. 
someone making all of their monsters come to life with science, and that person ends up being Scrappy-Doo. That, oh man, that would have been cool. That would be a good movie. I think that that would have probably have been good. Yeah. Yep, that would have been great. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, yeah, the, I like the concept that the monsters that we all kind of knew um, were, were made real. That's just, a, that's a fun idea. And that's kind of where the the joy of this movie ends, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I like the idea. Well, I, I really thought for the first bit, like, I was like, I think I might like this movie as much as the first one or even sure. more. And then it just got really bad. Like, I think the overall concept is fine. Mm-hmm. It's just not funny or interesting to watch. No, I agree. It's very boring. I think the first one is funnier um, and just a little bit cleverer with like what it's doing with the characters, and this one is not funny or clever at all. Well, what makes the first one, like, albeit I didn't really care for the first one that much, but what makes it clever is that they were originally slated to be an adult movie or a, a you know a young teen movie, and yeah. they had to kind of work around that, and some of the stuff that they left in was fairly obvious. In this one, they just kind of went full stock. Oh, it's a kid's movie. Right, because they're just working off the first one, which ended up being a kid's movie. So then it it ended up being much more juvenile. Yep, I agree. And and it is far worse off for that. I agree. Um, Did did this movie invent cancel culture? Huh, I had the same thought. When the black knight uh, busts into the news studio and says, sorry, you're canceled. You're canceled, yes. I had the same thought. and I... <laughs> Yep, it did invent cancel culture. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the little metal man that ends up the being little the bad guy? Man. <laughs> the main the bad little... guy that ends up being the news anchor. He, oh, he looks like oh. he's made of metal. Yeah, a dumb character. I didn't like him. Yeah. He's just like, here I am. I'm going to unmask you. The end. Can you imagine and, how fun that would have been if it was Scrappy-Doo in that mask? Yeah. That would have been, been so cool. I mean, without the knowledge of the first one. Like, if, if the only live-action Scooby-Doo movie that existed was the general plot of this one with the... And it could still be, like, the gang breaks up at the beginning, and then they have to come back together because, like their old monsters are real now and they're like well something's going on here and then ends up being scrappy dude like that would be a great movie can i hmm i'm gonna pitch something to you okay and i'm not sure if it's good or not and you you can tell me if it's not good so it's kind of combining the first one with the second one a little further where like scrappy is making the monsters and then he's like ultimately trying to become the ultimate bad guy and gets the monsters absorbed into like some Ben 10 type tech that he has on himself where he's able to transform himself into the monsters. Uh-huh. And then he gets like formed into this weird amalgamation of all the monsters and he's like the final boss or whatever. And then they have to fight him that way. That could be okay. Uh huh. You think it's too much? I think it's too much. I think I would rather Scrappy Doo just be operating a metal suit. Sure, but I mean, I I do like in the first one him becoming like a big demon dog. Yeah, that was yeah. exciting. That, that is exciting. I don't know. That's just my me wanting it to be more like the first one, even though I didn't really like the first one. You um, should have because the first one's this. good. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Whatever. If you say so, man. <laughs> Um, do you have anything else to say about the movie Scooby Two Monsters? Unleashed? I don't. I don't. But I'm willing to bet someone else does. Mm. Who are these people? It's the fine folks over from the the users over at the website IMDb. That's right, gang. It's time for hit the button. Hot takes. That's right. Here Yay. we are. Hot takes. Here we are. It is where. We go online and find uh, the very best of reviews from IMDb and sometimes the other International sources. Movie Database. Movie Star Database. Excuse me? I think it was International Movie Star Database at first. I th- it's, it's now Movie Database. Maybe it was at some point. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, Cody. But... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. I'll get a Slack ah. message about this tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but here we go. Uh, this is where we go online and find the reviews from all of our friends on the internet. And uh, this first one comes from Daylink. Dale Link. Sorry, Dale Link. Uh, Dale Link gives it a 10 out of 10 and said, My son loves it. Um, the review reads... I'm really re- I'm really reviewing this for my nine-year-old son. Mm. The movie has great chase scenes, funny moments, and good music. You should see him playing the air guitar to the music and running along like Scooby and Shaggy. He just loves this movie. Very slapstick. Very slapstick. I'd like to see him air, air guitaring along, too. Oh, you really oh, should see we him. We are gonna be the bowling for soup. <laughs> I don't Do you think he's air guitaring to the bowling for soup song? I don't remember what the lyrics are to that song, but I said it. It's just like here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah, we're gonna rock now. (laughs) Something like that. Tonight is the night. Yeah, tonight's the night. We're gonna rock now more than ever in these unprecedented times. (laughs) In these unprecedented times. (laughs) Um, This next one comes from Sweet Wolf eighteen. Sweet Wolf eighteen gives it a three out of ten. Um, and they say, very frightening, even for me. Um, and the review reads, I watched this movie on my portable DVD player. Whenever I watched a, wait, whenever I watched a parent horror movie, I use a book just in case I have to cover up the screen. I needed it quite a few times while watching this movie. This is all caps. <laughs> the the so, oh the word this is all caps. So what yes. do you think those times were? Minor forty nine is pretty scary. Barfy man's Minor, pretty scary. Barfy man's pretty scary. Cotton candy glob can be a little frightening at first. Well, and they eat him to death. That's they do scary. Eat him to death, which is kind of disturbing because they've murdered something that's living. Yeah, and clearly sentient. Yeah, it's brought together um, with rando goop. Yes. Uh. So here's the final review. Um, it comes from Bizbook Gamer. Bizbook Gamer the best gives it a 10 out of 10. Yes. Um, Bizbook Gamer gives it a 10 out of 10 and says, Best movie ever. I can't wait for Scoob. Oh. So. <laughs> and by Scoob, I think what he means is our Scoob episode, which I have bad news, Mr. Gamer. Yeah. But it ain't happening. Yeah. Him and Scott are going to be disappointed. And maybe so, Scott is Bismuth Gamer. That's true. Maybe Scott is Hold on. Alicia Silverstone. Can we get this mask off of Bismuth Gamer? Yeah. Do it. Stretch it. Rip it off. Scott Harvey. <laughs> Isn't that how they always <laughs> say it at the show? Yeah, they're like, Scott Harvey. They're always surprised. Yeah. Yeah, at the very end. And they would have gotten um, away with it if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Although Scott is a lawyer, and so he probably could get away with it. He would have, yeah. Uh, but that's it, gang. That's that it, is gang. the hot takes. That's hot takes, and now I hit the button. All right, so the only thing left to do now is to put this movie through the gauntlet. We have to ask the three questions that we ask of every movie. Is this movie good for kids? Is this movie good for adults? Or, I mean, and, it's not or, it's all of them. <laughs> Does it stand the test of time? Um, is this movie good for kids? What do you think? I'm going to say no, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough. But, like I said earlier, I don't have any memories of loving this one especially. And I do remember enjoying the first one more. So, I'm going to say kid me didn't like it that much i'm gonna say no i don't think it's a great kids movie good what do you think about adults i'm gonna say no because it wasn't good yeah i'm an adult (laughs) i think if they had put more farts in it it could be good for adults yeah maybe more burp right that could have helped a lot and maybe more reuben more reuben probably would have helped reuben should be a main character um, if the if the end song had been Bowling for Soup playing with Ruben Studdard singing, that could have been fun. Perfect. Yes, I agree. Um, so, but does it stand the test of time? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't at all. I have a question. Does yep. 
have we ever covered a movie that got a yes to the first question and a no to the second question, but a yes I mean, to the third question? Probably. I mean, probably I'm trying not. to figure out if that's even possible. I think, I mean, by the rules and logic that we've set this game up with, yes, it's possible. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think probably not. Well, hey, I know where, where I think this movie needs to get sent. Oh, I also have a suggestion. Oh, man. I've, what are we going to do here? I, you say yours and I'll say mine. I think we should send it to freaking Lamesville because it's not Holy cool. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you say it word for word? Yes. Oh, uh, we are friends. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm man. I'm so happy. Man, we are like on. We we got Scooby in the last episode. We did that game. We yeah. are. We need to go gambling or something <laughs> together. Yeah. You know? Victory in Jesus is playing again. Thank by you. The way. <laughs> I'm sorry I cussed, but it's okay. I, my mind is blown. Too, and yeah. Now the listener gets to hear dolphin noises. Um. So do you, you want to announce what our next movie is? Because I'm looking at it, and you changed it in the Google Doc. Uh, if you heard me snickering, it's uh, because I changed it to that. Um, our next movie. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We we need to tee up the whole theme we're doing because we did tease oh. in our last episode that we're doing a theme month once again. Yes, you're right. There will um, be three so, episodes in November, and they will all follow a particular theme. And I'm going to give yeah. you a drum roll because you're going to announce it. Yep, that's right. I'm ready. November is. Bear month. We're doing bear month, folks. It's bears. Um, what bears. else do you need to know? Movies about bears. Because uh, it's, I mean, it's November and, you know, bears. Yeah, well. it's autumn. So I like sharks and Clint likes bears. And that's pretty much why we decided during shark month still, I think, we were like, we should do bear month. And that should be yeah. in November because it just feels right. I don't know that we yep. have all of them planned out, right? <laughs> We, I mean, we, we have a few. We know what we we're doing for our, out. for our next episode. So why don't – should I give you another germ roll? You know, I've been going yeah. crazy with the sound machine already, so I might as well. Well, I, I want to kind of lead up. I wrote in the notes something else. But uh, the reason that we're doing this, it's coming out on November 4th. And oh, maybe some right. people will not be happy uh, yeah. on that day. Maybe some people will need a little pick-me-up. And so we need a little bit of niceness, kindness. Yeah. And so that's why we're going to be doing Paddington or for short for or Oh yeah. In the notes, I made it just say pad. So that is funny. Yep. Um, Uh, But yeah, Paddington, not Paddington two, which I haven't seen, but according to Elisha, it's very good. It's very good. Um, Paddington 2 is very, very good. The first one is very good, too. Um, I think the second one is better, but... The, the second one was, like, nominated for a BAFTA, wasn't it? Right. Um, but, it, yeah, the second one is very, very good. The, the first one, I think, is good, too. I think probably some of the hype for the first one is people, like, realizing that they slept on the first one, but I do think the uh. second one is better. Um, but we're, I don't know. I mean, who's to say we won't cover Paddington two down the road, but this is, will not be a classic purely nostalgia series where we cover the sequels. We're just doing Paddington as part of bear month to kick off bear month with a little bit of marmalade and kindness. Yeah. Uh, Paddington two was nominated for a BAFTA for, uh, outstanding British film of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. <laughs> I mean, that's just funny to hear that Paddington two was nominated for that hey take this discourse back to 2018 where it belongs <laughs> <laughs> fair enough but yeah paddington 2 is uh is a very kind movie and we're gonna be kicking off november with kind vibes kind bear vibes kind vibes uh, yes um and then stay tuned to figure out what the rest of bear month looks like when we figure it out later but there's i mean there's <laughs> plenty of bear movies right there's, yeah there's i think no i shortage. kind of know i think i kind of know what the second one will be I, I think we're thinking the same thing, but we'll talk about yeah. that off mic. Fine. Uh, so you should probably 
if you haven't already, follow us on all of our social medias. We are on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia. We're on Instagram at Purely Nostalgia Pod. I have a Twitter account. It's at Elisha P. Smith. It's the same for Letterboxd. And while you're at it, give me a follow on the good old TikTok, which is Mr. Wallet. Nice. And you can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. stands for Jazz Hands. And while you're at it, give me a follow uh, on LinkedIn. Aha. I think that's what we're going with. I'm wanting to so. get more followers on LinkedIn. Um, and if you like what you heard, you know, go on to iTunes, give us a review. Five stars goes a long way, making sure that a bunch of people can hear this dumb stuff. And I think that's it. We'll see it. Yeah. We'll, hey, it's Nostalgia-ween is Well, it's not over yet because it's still like mid-October at this point. But Correct, uh, yes. When you come back to this show, it will no longer be Nostalgia-ween. It will be Bear Month. Correct. Uh, have a, a good you know time on Halloween but also don't get it ate by a shark don't get it by a shark okay don't get, don't get tell it Betsy's shark. coming for you and check your apples for razor blades because when I was a kid I was led to believe that that was something I should be afraid of there have been literally no documented cases that, <laughs> that has ever happened but, but it's, yes. it's still a terrifying thought it was uh, in razor blades and popcorn balls do you remember oh, those goodness gracious that's so scary to think about yeah. So maybe check your apples for, for razor blade snakes, but we'll see y'all in bear month. That'll do, donkey. We'll see you soon. And Skinathrolis. Here we go. Everybody's gonna get down. Let's go. Here we go. I think that they just saw, they're like, who is a celebrity that can grow a beard and long hair pretty quickly? And it was Bradley Cooper. Hey. Hey. I'm the Bee Gees. Whether you're a mother or whether you're a brother, you're staying alive. You can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. I'm going to do, let's see, B. It's a little bit too much Johnny Cash. That was some Johnny Cash. You can tell, but that's John Wayne. Hold on. <laughs> you can tell by the way I walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. It's not about flexing or starting.